there's a breaking news story in South Carolina athletics. I'm the one you want to follow to find out what's going on with that information. I can guarantee you you'll have all details, all sides of the story, just as fast as I can get them, and I can get them pretty fast. Hi, this is Gene Sapikov, college sports editor of the Charleston Post and Courier. Welcome to the Post and Courier's countdown to kick off our weekly chat with David Kloniger, the Post and Courier's South Carolina Gamecocks beat reporter. And if you'd like to see more of David's exceptionally cool newsletter, check out postandcourier.com slash Gamecocks now. That's postandcourier.com slash Gamecocks now. David, what a change of tone in talking about the Gamecocks from this week to last week, of course, coming off back-to-back wins over Kentucky and Texas A&M last week, and now having to deal with the Missouri debacle on the way to Vanderbilt. First, um, let's talk about Jaheim Bell. You wrote a nice story at postandcourier.com today about Jaheim's kind of surprise but cool availability uh, yesterday in Columbia. Talk about Jaheim Bell and where the Gamecocks are with their Duke's Mayo Bowl star tight end. And Gene, it was definitely a question, one that you also picked up on after the game against Missouri. And, uh, you know, asking questions to a frustrated coach is never easy, but this is the job that we do. And to Shane Beamer's credit, he answered it honestly. He has constantly said, Jaheim Bell needs to get the ball in his hands more, to which we were both asking, then why doesn't he? And why isn't he on the field? So we got a chance to talk to Jaheim Bell yesterday. I, I requested him. I know I wasn't the only one who requested him. I'm very surprised that they brought him. But that alone says something that USC's like, you know what? It's not that we're trying to hide something. It's not that we're trying to, you know, gloss over the real reason. But there's personnel packages. And if he's not in the package, he's not going to be on the field. And they were cool with letting him talk about it, which Bell confirmed, yeah, it's because of personnel packages. Now, it's a whole nother discussion if not having him in a lot of those packages is the right move, which clearly I don't think it is. I don't think many people, other people do either. But that's the answer. And to Shane Beamer's credit and to Marcus Satterfield's credit, who he'll speak here in a little bit, I'm sure he'll say, you know what, we screwed up and we should have had him on the field more. So all that a long way to say, Gene, is that having seen this kind of situation before, I think that Jaheim Bell is going to be on the field a lot against Vanderbilt. And I think they're going to target him a lot. Now, getting the ball in his hands, sometimes things happen. You know, your quarterback gets sacked, he makes a bad throw, protection melts down, whatever. But getting on the field. I think that he's definitely going to be there against Vanderbilt. And that right there makes you feel a little better about South Carolina kind of getting out of this one game skid and getting back to the, uh, the five and two run that they were on before Missouri. Yeah. Well, that's was the next thing I was going to ask you about. Uh, I would submit that overall compared to realistic preseason expectations, the Gamecocks, uh, Golf are still one under par. They got really um, nice wins as an underdog over Kentucky and Texas A&M. And yeah, as a home favorite, they lost to Missouri. But with Beamer Ball special teams play starring uh, special teams coordinator Pete Lembo and, and a cast of lots of contributors and a very underrated solid defense and a sluggish offense, how do you right now see them going forward and specifically into Nashville? 
Well, Gene, you said realistic expectations. That's a that's a bad term to use around these parts, you know, because realism often gets blurred. But I don't think it's hyperbole to say that nobody expected them to be five and two after seven games, and they were. And once they got to five and two, everybody expected them to be six and two. Now, well, they're not. They're five and three. But season's not over. Uh, they still got a great chance to go to a nice bowl game, and that starts this week against Vanderbilt. So uh, you mentioned the special team's success and some of the defensive success that really helped them against Kentucky and Texas A&M, and it's great to have when you get it. The problem is you can't depend on it. You can't just say, all right, we're going to get this. We're going to block that punt. We're going to take it back for a touchdown, and everything's going to be fine. Cool if it happens. Awesome. But you can't depend on it. So you've got to depend on your offense scoring points, and that's the biggest question facing this South Carolina team. Uh, the special teams did not impact against Missouri. I don't think that you can assign anybody any blame there. It's just sometimes that's how things go. The defense, on the other hand, was bad. Uh, you know, they've been playing hurt. They've been playing against some really good offenses. And, you know, that's going to happen sometimes. But against Missouri, which is not a great offense, they had figured out some things to attack USC's D and USC never adjusted that. And that was quite a poor game for missing tackles. It, there was no other way to say it. it's like they had the guys lined up and just couldn't make the stop. So They've got to get that fixed. I, I know that Clayton White will have his unit ready to play. Pete Limbo's always got his guys ready to go, and you hope that that results in some really good field position or even scores for the offense. But as we all know, Gene, it's the offense that's got to show up. And whether that's blocking, whether that's Spencer Rattler playing consistently well, whether that's just running the ball well, if Marshawn Lloyd isn't in the game, and side note, he should be ready to play this Saturday. They've got to get something done. I mean, the offense always draws the most scorn, and this week it's drawn a lot of scorn, deservedly so. All right, once again, countdown to kickoff with the Post and Couriers, Gamecock beat reporter David Kloniker. If you'd like to check out his insights about many things on and off the field, go to postandcourier.com slash Gamecocks now. David, let's look at the other side of the football. Um, well, well, let's look at the, the – <laughs> offense but how much that struggle on Saturday night in Columbia or late Saturday afternoon had to do with Missouri's pretty underrated defense oh, I mean Missouri's defense is really good and I expected USC to struggle and they did I mean they had great coverage they harassed Spencer Rattler all night and you know no matter how good your QB is if you can't get the blocking if you can't get at least three seconds to throw the ball you're not going to be very good so they sacked him four times they knocked him down umpteen others uh, and then you started to see some of the results coming from that. They couldn't get anything started early, Gene. So what happens? Now you start seeing other things break down. Marshall and Lloyd got hurt. And when you don't have your number one running back, you're probably not going to be very good. But that also illustrated the weakness of this offense. How can you not have a backup plan ready for that eventuality? Now they said, well, you know, we've got backup running backs. Okay. You can't use a Marshawn Lloyd game plan if you don't have Marshawn Lloyd in there. Yet they tried to with Juju McDowell. Very exciting player, very game-breaking player. But you cannot run a 5-7 guy into the teeth of an SEC defense. You can't do that. And they kept trying to. And I believe what was uh, five rushes for minus one yard? Yeah. Don't work. If you're going to run Juju McDowell as a running back, then you've got to get him out on the edges. You've got to use your other guys like Christian Beal-Smith or 
Jaheim Bell to run the ball for you. And Juju, Smith, uh, Juju McDowell needs to be a slot receiver where he can really use that speed. So they couldn't get anything going. Uh, some of the other decisions were very questionable, particularly uh, third and 18. Um, they weren't at midfield or anything, but third and 18, like, okay, if you're going to arm punt, just arm punt. Throw it downfield, and if it gets picked off, eh. They decided to run a tunnel screen in third and 18. Yeah, that, uh, that brought out even more of the Boo Birds, and deservedly so. So it's uh, they've got to get something going. I mean, they know the – system by now they know what they can and can't do well or they should and they've got to go prove it against Vanderbilt the good thing is that Vanderbilt's not Missouri they're a tough team they've got some talent on offense but this is a team that USC shouldn't have a lot of problems getting the points you need to win I can't sit here and say the Gamecocks are going to blow them out because I haven't seen them blow out many teams that are at SEC level but they should win this game and it should be relatively comfortable well, I was going to ask you to break down this edition of the Commodores. Uh, Bobby Johnson had got some things done there. And then, of course, Coach Franklin. I don't see Jay Cutler out there. And you kind of just analyze Vanderbilt. So we're going to move on, David, to our uh, special David Cloniger Nashville trip trivia section, which I really should have got a sponsor for this. But <laughs> uh, three key questions that you're going to have to answer on the spot, Dave. And the first one is true or false? All Nashville waiters and waitresses are between auditions for singing gigs or session musician opportunities. True or false? Absolutely true. It's great when you go down on Broadway, the strip on Nashville there, and they're already got bands playing at 3 p.m. And you got to pay to get those slots. You can't just show up with your guitar and say, hey, can I sing for an hour? You got to pay to get those. So uh, everybody, I mean, they'll be singing for one hour and then uh, selling you a cold beer in the next. I just want to say, folks, as an aside, I don't think anybody in America is as qualified to talk about the drop from Columbia to Nashville, mm. music, music, and uh, good old Tennessee country food as uh, David Kloniger. So that moves us to our next question. True or false, Hank Williams Jr. once met Miss Mississippi at a Vandy, South Carolina game. True or false? Hmm, I don't know the answer to that one, but it sounds just outlandish enough to be true. So let's go with Bo Cephas meeting a future bride or however you want to describe it at a USC Vandy game. Uh, well, that's actually false. According to the video, in a hot tub in Malibu where he met me. Naturally. But uh, so we, we move on to our final question here on Nashville Trip Trivia with David Kloniger. David, on the drive from Columbia to Nashville, which you've made many times, how many Cracker Barrel restaurants do you pass? A, 47, B, 150, C, 3,211. <laughs> It's actually a B. You would think it would be C, the 3000 number, but it's, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of moderate, you know, on that stretch, especially as you get through the, I think it's only uh, 28 that are just in West Knoxville alone. And then you kind of get up into the mountains and say, oh, okay, well, it's not so bad. But yeah, even when you're there, every time you roll around that curve in one of those mountains, you see it. But that's cool. I like Cracker Barrel. And uh, shocking to me that only recently, like when the last couple of years, they started serving fried chicken. It seems to me that would be the one thing you have to start with before you open a Cracker Barrel. But live and learn. 
Well, and breakfast all day. And, and, you know, for you fans on the way to the game, if you pop into a Cracker Barrel, you can pretty much do one-stop shopping for any Gamecock fan or Vol fan or any other fan of Southern football on your Christmas list. Okay, David, let's go with uh, your score prediction. South Carolina versus Vanderbilt, Nashville, Tennessee, November 5th. Your thoughts? Vanderbilt will be fired up. I mean, they nearly beat Missouri after spotting them 17 points, ended up losing 17-14. And USC is kind of down in the dumps, but I think they'll know, like, look, guys, you can go win this game because you're the more talented team. Uh, that said, you know, the offense struggles. And if they don't get a quick start, which was keyed by defense and special teams against Kentucky and AM, it could be a long night. That said, you got to go with the most talented team. So South Carolina 21, Vanderbilt 17. All right. For David Kleiniger, I'm Gene Sapikoff with Charleston Post and Courier. Thanks for joining us on Countdown to Kickoff. Check out DC's tremendous newsletter at postandcourier.com slash Gamecocks now and join us next week when we will be talking about David Kleiniger's trip to the swamp. See you at the Bluebird. <laughs>